It's time for the Smart Money Questions Podcast with Matt Hausman. This is the show that provides you with a sound financial education and helps you avoid financial pitfalls. Make sure you are asking the right questions by listening to the Smart Money Questions Podcast. Welcome to another edition of Smart Money Questions, the podcast that helps you better prepare for your financial future, helping you make smarter decisions about your financial life as well, and making sure that you're asking the right questions when it comes to financial planning. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Matt Hausman, the founder of Old Security Group, serving you in Metro Philadelphia, Delaware, and Northeast Maryland as well. Find us online always at smartmoneyquestions.com, and you can always call 610-719-3003 to get in touch. Today's podcast is about major life events, the things you should be thinking about when you encounter some of the significant events in life, and also why it might be important to have a coach help you along the way. Some of these things you can plan for, or you might see coming at least. Others might pop up unexpectedly, but we need to be thinking about certain things when we go through these life events. The first one can be a relatively positive thing, Matt. It's an early retirement package. Uh, Maybe it's a buyout offer that you have the option of taking or leaving, or maybe it's a mandatory one getting passed down to you in either form, a retirement package that's brought to you kind of earlier than maybe you expected to retire presents some certain challenges. Absolutely. And you know what's interesting is over the course of the last three years, I have seen this no less than 25 times. And I will tell you that probably only five times where our client was actually enthused by it. In many of the other cases, it was it was mm. brought to them very, very quickly. And I actually had a couple people that I had met and uh, they didn't engage with us. And he called me in a panic. Uh, As a matter of fact, he just recently came on board with us and called in a panic saying, I think I backed myself into a corner. I signed an early retirement package and my last day is Friday. Oh, no. And he was calling us on Wednesday. So unfortunately, we were not able to walk him through the process of analyzing if that offer was a good one or not, because he it was actually a voluntary that he took advantage of. But in many cases, you really want to analyze what you are agreeing to in that early retirement package. Are they offering you a lump sum buyout of the pension? And is it a good buyout? Uh, or should you stick with the pension payment? Are they going to offer health care? This is extremely important if it's prior to the age of 65 before Medicare eligibility. Health care now can be a very expensive proposition for a couple in their early 60s. So really want to analyze, does it make sense to do it? Unfortunately, if it's a forced situation, you have to start making sure that the planning you either have done or you have to do very quickly is going to help you through that process. Do you have to kind of walk people through the situation, too, of like, all right, well, you need to pick up kind of a second career here to finish out your your working life, or, or can we make it, you know, being retired this early? I imagine that's part of the conversation. Absolutely. I just had that conversation uh, two nights ago. She put in for her retirement, and 
they hadn't spoke. It wasn't part of our original plan. And so now it's there. We're actually in the process of seeing if she can rescind it. So, yes, that absolutely does happen because, you know, one of the things that I always want clients to understand when we're doing an income or distribution plan is what's going to be the income need. And I'm always amazed how many people haven't lived or understand what their budget is. And we help them walk through that process, and I kind of define it in two areas. There's the, the budget of let's keep the lights on, and then there's lifestyle. If you're forced into an early retirement with a package and they're going to give you a one-year severance, you might think that's great. But if you haven't looked beyond that one year and then you haven't looked at a budget, you could really be in the situation where you're going back to work or hoping to work somewhere. Wow. Lots to consider when it comes to an early retirement package. And I know we're just scratching the surface, right, on some of the things to think about. Absolutely. It really is. You really have to go in depth with it and make sure that you're making the right decisions and looking beyond just the next couple of years. Yeah. We'll do another podcast down the line and and go even into further detail about early retirement packages. But that gives you a little bit of, uh, you know, the uh, 30,000 foot view of that major life event that can occur. And uh, it's interesting to note your, your what was your ratio that you gave of let's say the 25 you've had in the last couple of years, how many were actually sort of pleasurable experiences versus the ones that really people didn't want to have to go through? There was only five. Only five out of the 25. Wow. Only five, yeah. Yeah, so it's it does take on a little bit more negative form more frequently, it sounds like. Interesting. Yeah, and you know, interestingly enough, there's a couple of those where we actually brought in a labor law attorney, and uh, they were considering legal action for age discrimination. So, In those two particular cases, it was completely, they were unprepared and they were kind of like I was watching Survivor last night. They were blindsided (laughs) completely by it. So it it definitely was, you know, and then you really have to, you have to jumpstart everything at that point in time. And a lot of it, if they've been with us for a while before that happens, it's more of handholding through the process. Hey, listen, we've planned for this, but for instance, the one person I just mentioned, hey, listen, I think I backed myself into a corner. I spent hours with him making sure we were looking at health care, making sure we were looking at life insurance, getting him to 65. It was really, there's a lot of work that has to be jump-started into that to make sure that it is it does become a pleasurable situation. That's what we're hoping for, is for the 20 that it wasn't, we can ease them into a a pleasurable situation, and then they're happy they're retired. Yep, uh, ease into a better position, and then uh, all can be well. But that can be a scary thing to go through, no doubt about it. Uh, something else that can be scary or difficult to deal with and is another major life event that has huge financial implications is the unfortunate situation of a divorce. And uh, we certainly hope that you don't go through a divorce, but hey, 50% of Americans seems to be the stat of the the last several years are going to experience a divorce. And uh, what are some of the things we need to be thinking about when we uh, enter into you know, that process and then those discussions about how to divide assets? And I imagine there's just as many moving pieces here. Absolutely. Get a good attorney. <laughs> That's probably the first thing. <laughs> That's a good first um, step, right? That is a good first step. You know, but the other thing really comes, you know, when you're looking at the division of assets, is is one spouse going to buy the other one out of the real estate? What's going to be the housing situation? If uh, one spouse, let's say this actually uh, just recently happened, the health care was actually with the husband. 
And because they were going to be divorced, she was no longer going to have coverage and her work environment did not provide for that. So that became very costly as part of it. Uh, luckily, she met with us before the divorce was final and she was able to negotiate that into the settlement for to help offset that health care cost until the age of 65. Understanding or making sure, I should say, that if there are qualified retirement accounts, that it's moving over to the other spouse in the correct manner that doesn't create a taxable situation for either party. I can't tell you how many times I've seen, it's called a quadro, how many times that has been mishandled and created tax obligations. And the other thing I would say is normally it's one spouse that is wanting to leave and the other one didn't want this scenario, and so they can be very hurt emotionally, is be very careful in making any type of long-term financial decisions at a very short time period after that, or after you have what I'll use, I'll use the word recovered through that process. I always advise, listen, let's sit back for a minute. Let's put things in a very conservative state, possibly even cash, and let's make sure that we have our emotions back in order before we start making those decisions. Yeah, these are good suggestions. Uh, the other things with a divorce that I guess you would have to imagine, yes, a good attorney is, is nice to have, but there might be some financial things that the attorney wouldn't be thinking about that your financial advisor would be aware of. Like, uh, let's say you have one of the parties uh, in, the, in the divorce suggesting that, okay, I'll take the Roth IRA, you take the regular IRA, they're the same amount, and we'll just call that even. That's not true. You got to consider the tax implications of of that situation, and and, and those two things certainly aren't equal at that point. Absolutely, and usually what we'll do at that particular time, because we have such a tax emphasis in looking at all that, is we'll bring in. We work with some CPAs and accountants to make sure that our clients are being taken care of, and it actually is an an equal distribution. Yeah, that's important to remember as well. So those are some of the things to think about when you maybe go through a divorce. So maybe you're you're going through one right now or recently went through one. Make sure you're making good decisions here. The next major life event we'll discuss is an inheritance. And Matt, this one's really important because we've all been conditioned for the most part to kind of live life getting that biweekly or maybe that monthly check and that income, that regular income. Not many of us get a big windfall of money unless we've won the lottery or something like that until we get to an inheritance. And so we don't really have a lot of experience to draw on on the proper ways to handle an inheritance. What tips and things to think about uh, do you usually point out to folks who are going through that, again, kind of tough time of, of receiving an inheritance, usually maybe revolving around you know an emotional time with a death, but also there's kind of a, a blessing there that money has been left to somebody, opportunity has been passed down to another person? You know, the, the biggest thing that I want people to understand when that inheritance comes is they need to understand, and hopefully they do, the type of money they're receiving or the asset they're receiving. And what I mean by that is there's a much different scenario from receiving, let's say, a brokerage account, an after-tax brokerage account versus an inherited IRA. I have seen so many people be devastated after that tragic loss and then they received money they didn't understand. And, and quite frankly, let me back up, they taxed the, or they cashed the check They didn't recognize because it was an inherited IRA that they actually, because they cashed it, they owe an enormous amount of tax now. 
I, I was sitting with uh, an accountant that we work with down in Delaware about seven years ago, and this situation actually happened. And what ended up happening was the the wife received a, about an eighty five thousand dollar distribution from when her mom passed. And when she received the money, she received it in a in a check form, and she cashed it. Well. They never explained to her that it was her mom's IRA. They had spent the money all but about 15000 bought a new car, did some rehab on the house. And then when they came into the accountant, the accountant had to inform them that there was a $47,000 tax bill. So that, wow. quite frankly, just erased the idea of a, quote, windfall of money. So it's really important to understand the type of money you're inheriting. That's one of the things we do with all of our clients is we want to make sure that they are telling their heirs to communicate with us, God forbid that they would die prematurely and help them through the process to make sure that something like that doesn't happen. Yeah, that's uh, it's an, an interesting situation to uh, consider when you have an inheritance and some of the major consequences that can occur there. And it's a great opportunity, and you hate to see opportunity lost by just simple uh, bad decisions when dealing with something like an inheritance. So that's a major life event that you want to be sure you definitely get guidance on and make the right decision, especially if you don't have experience going through something like that in your past. Uh, not to uh, to have sort of a, a down note to end the podcast today, Matt, but, you know, these major life events as we get closer to retirement and in our later years, well, unfortunately, they usually revolve around subjects that are harder to talk about. But uh, part of the beauty is that we want to make sure that those that we love are taken care of. And another one of those major life events uh, that, you know, couples are going to go through is dealing with the death of a spouse. And this is one where there are decisions to be made after it happens, but a lot of the planning for that major life event can happen beforehand. Absolutely. You know, one of the things as we go through the planning process is we want people to recognize and and have the uh, rubber meets the road discussion that inevitably this will happen. And we want to make sure that the planning we do today is going to take into consideration more than likely the loss of income for that surviving spouse and make sure that we have different things that can be triggered to make sure that while they're going through that emotional situation is that they don't also have to be worrying about their financial situation. I can tell you firsthand that when my, uh, when my father passed is we had done things to prepare for that, but the income went down only about 20%. And I can tell you firsthand, please understand that the expenses do not go down 50% when one spouse passes. But we had things that went into place. And one of the things that was really a message for me that we saw and we implemented it into our practice was my mom's income went down 20%, yet her tax bill went up $4,000 for that year. Why? Because now she was having to file in a singular fashion versus married filing jointly. Oh, so she okay. lost some deductions. Wow. So, and she's in the state of Florida where there's no state income tax. So that was just the federal tax bill. So through that, we have now implemented a tax strategy to be able to help the surviving spouse recognize maybe spending different types of money while they're still alive so that situation doesn't happen for the surviving spouse. So it really is something that we... We don't like to talk about, but we know we need to talk about. 
So to kind of put a bow on this discussion, Matt, I'm sitting here thinking, all right, I, I need to plan for these major life events, but it's not like I've really got a checklist and, you know, I'm just kind of ticking things off. All right, in case I get through the divorce, I need to do this. I'll be ready for my inheritance in 15 years by doing this. You know, it, that's a little difficult to do. Um, and then when these things are of the more sudden nature, then you're kind of left with that issue of emotional decision-making and all those kinds of things. So how do you incorporate into your process dealing with these major life events for some that require the advanced planning and others that do kind of pop up out of nowhere? How do you make sure all these various areas are addressed? It's part of our question and answer period with someone. We, we have recognized what the person can expect, and so we want to guide them through that. And, and I joke, but I kind of do it half-heartedly in that, you know, unfortunately, some of these questions are, are not going to be comfortable, but it's a lot better to deal with them now than to have the situation happen afterward and it hasn't been planned for. It uh, makes a lot of sense to get guidance through some of these things as well. It might be scary to kind of plan for some of these things on your own. So if you haven't had proper planning done before with uh, Matt Hausman and the team at Old Security Group, you can do that by coming into one of the offices in Westchester or in Newark, Delaware. Or you can go to smartmoneyquestions.com. That might be where you're listening to the podcast today, and that's great. Uh, You can get in touch with the team on the site. That's smartmoneyquestions.com. Or you can call 610-719-3003. 610-719-3003. That is this week's edition of Smart Money Questions. Some of the major life events that we need to consider and uh, some things to keep in perspective as you navigate some of those waters as well. Enlightening conversation this week. Be sure to tune in next week for another edition of Smart Money Questions, podcast with Matt Hausman, founder of Old Security Group. We'll look forward to talking to you then.